police in the morning. A group of terrorists release a cloud of putrefying toxic waste, causing the local population to mutate into a mass of ferocious, flesh-chomping zombies. A group of young people led by Kenny and Patricia are barricaded in a hotel and seek refuge at an abandoned military base. Together, they must rely on their most savage instincts to survive the apocalyptic onslaught of blood-crazed ghouls. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are with uh, week five of Italian Month here, and uh, we're taking a look at Zombie 3 from 1988. You heard what the back of the DVD case had to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three, and as always, spoilers, you know, in the 30-something years this has been out. Let's start with the uh, with the top here, Paul. What was good? That works for me. Um, I'll start us off with um, so number one, number three. I mean, um, the characters get killed pretty unexpectedly, which uh, made it really hard to guess what was going to happen. A lot of it was unpredictable. Like characters, I'm like, oh, he'll survive. Surely he's only being attacked by like three zombies and died, and then like you know, all people just get torn up unexpectedly. It was uh, definitely kept me guessing. Number two. There was so much going on in this film. I really wasn't bored throughout the whole like hour and a half plus runtime. It was it was definitely fun and action packed, and I had a good time watching it. And number one, so at least in the original version, the non-American version of the film, which is the one we watched, there's a ton of very good, well, good, well done uh, gore effects, and I, I really liked it. They definitely um they definitely put in the effort. I mean, in the version we have, um, I'm guessing the um. It's like this in the original overall. The quality like is different in the um in the gory scenes because they were filmed separately and cut out of the of the um other releases. But I really don't mind that. I actually thought they looked cooler that way. So for me, the top three number three actually is that brutality and gore. And yeah. You know, like Paul said, this is the uncut version. So all those pieces that were cut out during the initial release, they were put back in. But of course, because you know, it, it's different film stock or what have you. It's, you know, it's grainy, but it, it fits. Number two, there are a lot of homages to other zombie films. Even though this is, you know, from the 80s, there were still plenty of good ones to uh, draw inspiration from. There were, you know, scenes reminiscent of Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, even Return of the Living Dead and Reanimator, which had come out just a few years before, definitely have heavy influence and... Uh, Scenes that may or may not have been stolen specifically for this movie, but it turned it into its own thing and done really well. Number one, the random encounter music. You know, you're just you're just chugging along, and then all of a sudden, you know, this you know heavy rock music starts, and bam, zombies pop out of everywhere, and you're just fighting them off. It's like a fucking RPG, man. You're just you're Zombie has approached. You're on the overworld. <laughs> the screen flashes. Music starts. And you're just fighting a bunch of monsters. Like, it was amazing. Like, you know, because every time that music started, you knew shit was going to happen. And it never disappointed. Zombie used bite. It's super effective. 
So on to the bottom. What do you have, Paul? Well, for this one, I'm just gonna have a f- uh, number four. That description on the back of the DVD box, like, was completely wrong. Like, it wasn't bioterrorist. It was like it was the military, and they had the what's it called, the death serum or death, something? Death one. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, this this kills people. I can't believe this. Like, it was it was incompetence, bec- but the military and also the scientists. Like, I think we're supposed to hate the military for their incompetence. We're like, I, I agree with the one military guy. You're the scientist. You're supposed to tell us what the risks are. <laughs> but the real number three is um, the zombies are really inconsistent in what they can do. Like, at some points, like one zombie will overpower a guy. You know, he'll be swinging around and doing all this crazy shit. And other times, like, there'll be a group of literally twenty of them. And they'll just get overpowered. They're, like, too stupid to figure out to bite somebody, <laughs> even though it would end it. And, like, they're just kind of wrestling around. So, yeah, inconsistent zombies, definitely uh, definitely on the bottom. Number two, how the fuck did Roger survive being attacked by 20 zombies? Going back to that, uh, with barely any injuries. Like, I get these zombies are particularly stupid, but, like, not a scratch. His, like, shirt is barely ripped. Stupid. These were the zombies that were camouflaged, hiding under bushes, waiting for someone to come by. These were the smart ones. Oh, yeah. These were the ones where, like, the helicopter, like, lifts off. And then suddenly they're like, ah, it's like, so you, you planned this. Like, you, you can't even take one guy. And, like, uh, earlier, the, a character named Bo, who just came off as so much more badass than Roger, he gets, like, well, spoiler alert. He gets killed by, like, three or four of them in every, uh, or something like that. And it's like, come on. Like, uh, Ro- Roger was cool, but he's not that bad. I mean, Bo did have to fight off an entire hotel worth of zombies by himself before that. Like, that is true. Makes his death all the more sad. It's like, yeah. And number one, the, the ending is just is just goofy. Like, um, obviously, spoiler alert again. So the radio show host, who you hear throughout it, he's actually a zombie. <laughs> he's, like, telling everybody about how, like, this is the new age of zombie, and you see his, like, zombified face. And it's so funny because, like, the two characters that escape, they're on the helicopter, they're like, looks like they got the radio guy. <laughs> it's, like, just, it's so just, ridiculous. Just so nonchalant. <laughs> they're like, oh, he's a zombie now, too. Of course, he can talk and, you know... Uh, and run a fucking radio station. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, maybe it's not such a bad apocalypse after all. So, for me, number three. The uh, the characters are all just very one-dimensional tropes. You've got college girls and college guys and soldiers, and that's it. Like, that's legit their, like, personalities and characters. Except for radio guy, he um yeah he's he's a radio host yeah, he's, he's a, a zombie DJ. one. Maybe this is like you know um what was it I am legend where you know turns out the zombies are actually you know it's their time to shine and you know humanity's just getting in the way. Don't compare this to a shitty movie, Paul. I'm comparing it to the to the story, not the fucking oh, Will okay. Smith piece of shit. <laughs> I don't even acknowledge that. That and I Robot, they're both garbage based off awesome things. So number two on the bottom, the timeline. So, I- everything in this movie happens within the course of one week, if, if you can catch the line that they say when they get to the hotel in the movie. But yet, everything looks like it's been abandoned for fucking years. I mean, you got vines growing through shit, staircases are collapsed, but, oh yeah, everything was fine here a week ago. Like, n- no, like, the whole country is dead, there's zombies everywhere, like... Like, this is not a, a one-week thing. Like, maybe the zombies everywhere, but, like, the collapse of the buildings and everything, like, 
Like, no, no, guys. This is like this has been years. Kind of makes me wonder because there's that one pregnant lady who's you later find out she's pregnant with a zombie baby, which seems like a grown zombie because it's like got a grown man zombie hand that reaches out at this woman. But like, was she just laying there with her pregnant zombie belly the whole time? Like, or what? Was she dead? She didn't look dead. Very weird. Zombies like sustain life if you're pregnant with them. I don't know. A lot of questions unanswered. Number one for me, it bothers me a lot more than Paul, I guess, the inconsistency of zombies, both in their abilities and how they're killed. Like, there are zombies that get shot, like, a couple times and they go down. There are zombies that get, like, fucking staked through the throat and they're just like, <laughs> tis a mortal wound. You know, and there's zombies, like, swinging swords and shit, and there's other zombies, you know, that are just kind of, like, lumbering along. There are zombies that are crawling up walls, jumping off of buildings, like, like Paul said, like the the one like you know wrestles with uh, you know pre- pretty competently wrestles with the soldiers, fucking Blue Heart the DJ fucking runs a radio station. He's a goddamn zombie. Like what the fuck? Like are they smart? Are they stupid? You can't even go with the well. Some of them may have been infected for long because no. The boyfriend that got pecked by a fucking bird, well, guess what? He can talk a week later in the goddamn movie, but he's been a zombie for a whole week. He still has all his abilities from when he first zombified, so fuck you and fuck your inconsistencies. All zombies are equal, but some are more equal than others. <sighs> Animal Farm. Something nope. that we really didn't talk about. What we did was the dialogue. We just, you know, didn't make it part of our list. So let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. Paul can get us started with, as usual, I get the dirty job. You're the scientist. Suggest something. We lived through an appalling, horrific episode. Life's become a real ecological pain in the ass. I'm thirsty for your blood. That's brain. Whatever. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Pure science fiction. Once in a while, I like to piss in a bush. There's a lot of shucking and jiving along the way. <laughs> that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. As Paul can't distinguish the quotes f- from this and Return of the Living Dead. I knew it was one of those. And granted, there's a lot of blood when it comes to eating brains. <laughs> you tell us who won, who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you'd like to say anything else about this movie, please leave it in the comments below. I even have brains written down, and it still said blood. Well, blood is the actual line. Oh, I, was, I thought it was brain. Brains is from Return of the Living Dead. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> it's a zombie movie. I think it's because it was a reference to that. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so it's time to give our, fi- our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a two out of ten. I also gave it a two out of ten. So, Zombie 3 is a fun, straightforward zombie action flick with a badass soundtrack. You know shit's going down because that theme song appears like you've just run into an enemy in your favorite RPG. Characters, they don't need personalities. They just need guns and deaths. There's a virus. It makes zombies. Good luck because you're probably fucked. A must-see for any zombie fan. The zombie franchise is an interesting series of films. It starts with the Italian version of Dawn of the Dead and continues with a series of unrelated films connected only through the theme of zombies, or birds in the case of Zombie 5. We're not going to talk about that one. The films are of varying quality, so I was glad to see that Zombie 3 ended up being a really good movie. It was an action-packed, gore-filled horror thriller with some interesting twists and a ton of awesome moments. 
since it's an Italian horror film, you got that e- e- from the 1980s. It had a it had plenty of awesome rock music to set the action scenes and really get you in the um, get you feeling like what was going on. It felt like a mix of, uh, like a mix between Dawn of the Dead, Reanimator, and The Crazies, and it worked surprisingly well. You never knew who would die die next or when a horde of admittedly inconsistent zombies would pop up and attack people. I was never bored throughout the hour, hour and a half plus runtime. Fortunately, there were no zombies fighting sharks, so, you know, I guess every film has its problems. That being said, it's still an incredible zombie film in its own right. Well, even though we both very much enjoy this, we always have ways to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drink games for this film, but remember, drink responsibly. Number one, every time the theme music or random encounter song starts, take a drink. Number two, every time anything uses a blade, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone's infection is revealed, take a drink. And number four, anytime the doctor argues with or yells at the general, take a drink. Every time you see a scientist, take a drink. Every time someone is bitten by a zombie, take a drink. Every time someone mentions the environment, take a drink. And every time someone is attacked by a bird, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beamer-related, you can give us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at BeamerRoseGmail.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com. Follow us on Twitter at BeamerRose. And my first Twitter at BeamerPaul. If you want to help short soaks, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. Well, we've come to the end of uh, Italian Month. We've had five films to watch this month. So uh, let's rank them uh, in the number five spot for me. Suspiria. Just, uh, it doesn't hold up to time. Number four. Four of the Apocalypse. It was uh, you know, a, a good Western. You know, a bunch of little snippets put together to make a, a complete film. Very entertaining. Number three. Stage Fright. A, uh, a nice addition of, uh, you know, my first slasher flick. This was really hard, and it's funny it comes down to two quote-unquote zombie movies for the, uh, the top spots for me. And, uh, I mean, the more I talk about it, the more Zombie 3 kind of tries to edge out Cemetery Man. But I think in the number two spot is, uh, is Zombie 3, because although it is extremely entertaining... It is, I mean, just what it is, a straightforward zombie flick. Number one, Cemetery Man. Comedy, action, horror, psycho- psychological thriller. It just kind of meshes so many things together and does it in a good and entertaining way that uh, it, it took the top spot, number one for the month. So number five, I put Suspiria. My feelings on this movie really vary depending on like how long it's been since I've seen it. You know, a lot of things. I I get the merits of it. I do think it's a good film, but it just I don't know. I guess I wasn't feeling it this month. I guess number four was for the Apocalypse, which is appropriate. Um, yeah, a pretty good Western film by Lucio Fulci. Um, I'm I'm never never really been into westerns, but this one really. Um, I feel like it gave me a good understanding of the genre a bit more, and it's something that I'm, I think I'll look a little bit more into. Maybe we'll have a Western month at some point. Number three, I put Zombie 3. Very good zombie film. I really enjoyed it, but, you know, no zombies fighting sharks in this one, so it's hard not to compare it to the second one. And number two, Stage Fright. It was a very good slasher film. It was unique in a lot of ways. 
But number one was Cemetery Man, which was um, very unique, very interesting, and I really enjoyed that one. I, I'm definitely going to be watching that one several times. Well, that concludes uh, Italian Month. And next month, of course, is uh, is July, which happens to be my birthday month. So Happy uh, birthday, Corey! Thank you. Which means, uh, what will your gift be, Corey? What, what will you, what would you like for your birthday, Corey? I would like to do a whole month of reviews of nothing but Misty Monday films. There you go. So next week we'll be taking a look at the 2006 film Sinful, starring Misty Monday. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over there. See you later.